Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Hello, welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm Sherry. And I'm David. And we are going to do another episode on boundaries. Like I mentioned at the end of the last episode, we covered about half of the few things that we were trying to, concepts we're trying to cover. We just really, the depth, I think, and the examples are just so critical to understand how to implement these things. So last time we were talking about the phrases that you can use. I need blank. If you choose to blank, then I'm choosing to blank until blank. (laughs) Remember? Sounds complicated, but. Yeah, sounds complicated, but go back to that episode. And that's a really great phrase that helps you communicate very clearly Mm -hmm. uh, what, what you need and what the boundaries are. And going to that point, again, you do not always have to share what your boundaries are. You can have an internal boundary. For example, uh, my, my mom's done a lot of work on boundary concepts. And one of the things that she does, she does it with uh, sports psychology in a lot of different areas, but uh, performance anxiety. And so one of the boundary examples that she shared with me that she shares with people that she is speaks with and, um, and talks to and writes about is going on stage for performance, right? People will get performance anxiety and even these kinds of things can be handled with boundary issues, which I think is really fascinating. So, she said she will teach people who have performance anxiety, like before they go on to stage, on stage, maybe do a piano concert or something like that in front of a large group of people because the anxiety comes like people are, you know, what if people don't think I'm doing well or, you know, all of these different things that kind of bring up this, what if I mess up? And then, you know, what am I, how am I going to look? Those kind of things come up. So she has them set a boundary before they go on stage of, Uh, I am choosing only to perform for those people who will respect and appreciate what I have to offer. And that really helps a lot of, of the people that she works with because now it's about me feeling safe in this space and the criticism and whatever. And, you know, and of course those people who are not going to be respectful are still in the audience, but you're not choosing to share your energy with them. It's a, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's this very internal space, which I love. So you don't have to share your boundaries. Like this is who I am and what I choose to do for myself. I choose to only perform for people who will be respectful of me and appreciate what I am offering. Mm -hmm. Uh, I choose last, uh, episode we were discussing the boundaries that my sister set when, uh, this guy just kept touching her. Um, I, but that an initial 
boundary that she thought of and did was internally. And then she ended up having to take physical steps around that in order to create safety for herself and comfort for herself. But the internal boundary that she set was, I choose not to give my time, energy, and attention to individuals who do not respect my physical body, right? And so a lot of these boundaries you can do internally. I am a person who is a great Mm -hmm. phrase to use as you're determining what your boundaries are. I am a person who expects people to treat me with respect. I'm a person who chooses not to give my time, energy, or attention to people who don't respect my physical boundaries or don't value me or don't, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of these ones that you can put in place. And then that determines the physical choices that you make. Mm -hmm. And I think that really goes into this concept of boundaries and being nice because that is a huge hurdle for people to overcome. It is. It's I can't say anything because then I'm not nice. I have to be nice. I have to be nice. Boundaries are mean, right? Yeah. They're mean. They're hurting them. And I can't do that because I have to be a nice person. And that is inaccurate, right? This is a situation then that becomes a situation where in order to try to portray something like I'm a nice person, I want you to think I'm a nice person. So therefore I will let you walk on me (laughs) in order to demonstrate that I'm a nice person. Right. Or, you know, people pleasing. Uh, We were talking before the episode about how people pleasing really plays into that. And, and keep in mind, yeah, you know, this goes back to attachment styles and how you were raised. And mm-hmm. so some of us, it's easier not to hold boundaries than others. Yes. And if you were a pleaser growing up, an avoider um, who minimized your wants and needs to try to manage everybody around you, and this is what yes. you learned, boundaries can be especially hard. Yeah. You can absolutely still do them. It just helps to have awareness that this is sort of the direction I lean. Because Mm -hmm. of everything I've been through and my life experiences, um, it's really hard for me to hold boundaries or create boundaries or follow through. I feel like I'm just not a good person. Yes. And we hope that the solution to that is to work through why you feel that way, not Mm -hmm. just to not ever have boundaries and always be taken advantage of and kind of like a a welcome mat. That's not what we're trying to do. So that understanding I think is just a really critical key piece. And whether you do that in therapy or on your own, really getting into understanding why that hasn't happened, I think gives us uh, some empathy and compassion for ourselves. And it gives us more, I think motivation to actually set the boundaries. Yes. And we understand a how it's affecting us and has affected us in our lives not to have that, but b just understanding why we haven't, mm-hmm. right? If oh right. it's just me, it's just me. That makes it really hard right. to make shifts and changes or just this nebulous thing. I just keep trying and it just doesn't work. I guess I'm just not very good at it. But understanding like, oh, this is how I was, uh, how I was either taught, um, or this is the coping skill that I used to try to manage the distress that was going on in my life. Or, you know, I had examples of this and, 
uh, you know, for me, that absolutely, I was very much a, in trying to manage how everything was for other people in order to minimize personal distress. Like if I can just take care of what's going on for this person out here and this person out here and, you know, that can happen whether or not someone is intentionally being abusive to you or, you know, whatever in your life, Mm -hmm. emotionally, physically, whatever. It could just be that you have that tendency to just want to keep the peace and for everybody to be happy, Right. right? Right. And so you just seek to take care of what's going on. Walking on eggshells is a great, you know, you're walking on eggshells. You're trying to, you know, if someone's distressed, you're trying to, you know, help them and whatever. But just even understanding that concept, like, oh, I totally do that. Or I'm a total people pleaser (laughs) can help you understand. Oh, okay. Well, then of course it's going to be a little more challenging for me to do this. It's just going to require a little more effort. It's going to feel like you're out of place. It's going to be uncomfortable. Yes. And of course you would feel that way. And your brain is going to say, Hey, if this is uncomfortable, it's actually wrong. Yeah. Push through that. It's just new. (laughs) It's just uncomfortable. Um, but it's empowering and you'll feel better the more you do it. Yes. Yes. Understanding all of that can really help as you're moving forward because a really in a, I think in a Christian culture, we have that a lot where being nice, oh, you just have to be nice. You have to, they probably, you know, oh, they just didn't understand or whatever. And and so we make a lot of concessions that actually aren't healthy in an attempt to be right. Christian and loving right. and nice. And then I think women tend to get an extra dose of that because definitely being a good woman in quotation marks, you can see my air quotes here. Being a good woman means you don't have wants and needs and desires and you're constantly serving and taking care of other people and doing all of this stuff, right? And so that is definitely going to lead to an unboundary lifestyle, Yes. (laughs) right? So the great thing is that when you implement these boundaries, you are actually being extremely nice because you're helping people to understand like how it's appropriate to treat you. And generally speaking, you're not going to be massively far off from what's appropriate way to treat other (laughs) people. Right. Right. Like in this situation that we discussed last time, uh, last episode with my sister being touched and touched and touched by this guy who wasn't, you know, being respectful of her, uh, that happens a lot. Right. Or just... And, and the same concept of personal space again. Yes. Right? Where I don't want to be rude. And so I'm going to let them do something that's uncomfortable for me, either yeah. touching me or being really close to me. Yeah. Just standing really closely in your personal space or, you know, there's a lot of different ways that that happens. And I've done therapy with lots and lots and lots of women who end up getting raped because they, they may have expressed a boundary, but because there was no follow up because they were trying to be nice and didn't mm-hmm. feel and like whatever they weren't communicating very well. Uh huh. And they didn't follow through or sometimes even they'll say, no, I don't like, you know, this, I don't really want it. This is moving too fast for me or whatever, but then they don't fall through because they don't want to be mean. Yeah. Then 
this ends up happening, right? And uh, so these are all really, and of course, we never want to say like, oh, well, you know, blame the victim. And there are also important things that we need to do in terms of keeping ourselves safe and recognizing right. ways that we need to be uh, safe and and feel comfortable and feel respected. And that's our job to teach people. And yes, people can run right over that. And then we might need to take further action that we might need to take legal action even. Um, but it's our job to, you know, set some of those things and set expectations around things. Yep. So I think you have a good uh, example of the nice thing and just kind of letting people walk on other people. It's a a pretty common scenario to be talking about boundaries and and have someone say, but that sounds so mean Yes. (laughs) because we'll go through examples and, you know, this thing just happened. How could we have handled that differently? What? Could we have done differently? So, for example, a case where um, a woman was needing help in her yard, mm-hmm. um, fruit trees that were, you know how it is, they're yes. always a good idea, but then they produce so much <laughs> that it's like you can't, can't like, keep clean up. it all up. And uh, a man wanting to be helpful, but also, you know, manipulation and some other things, and there's a history there. And yeah, some history using, of some pretty severe manipulation, if I remember yep, you correctly. Yep. And and wanting to use that as a way back into her life in further. some way. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind that this is, it's not appropriate. However, uh, this person is family and mm-hmm. uses that Standard as family. how they should be as involved as they are. And so it makes it a little more, it can feel a little more complicated when you have closer relationships and things like that. Boundaries aren't always easy. Yeah. And, and family often is the most complicated place to try to navigate this because you do want to continue relationships where if it's someone who just, you know, a stranger who does something on the street corner, that's, you know, (laughs) you're like, I don't care. I'm never going to see you again. So that definitely complicates things. Definitely does. And so he's communicating, hey, I know you need help. I am going to come over. So notice that it wasn't asking. Mm-hmm. It wasn't saying, hey, what do you think about this? No, it's inserting himself, right? So yes. I'm going to come over. I know you need help. This will be great. We'll get a lot done. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says no. And right? she or does not want him to come over. She doesn't want him to come So most of it was just not responding at all, hoping he would get the hint. Well, he didn't get the hint. And so... Not a very good boundary to just not respond, hoping somebody's going to pick up on what you're trying to communicate. Especially, especially if you understand the history. Yeah, and especially if that's what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, in this example of the the guy touching Sherry's sister, mm-hmm. um, well, that's what he wants. And so yeah. he's going to be deaf, in a sense, to a yes. message that's against what he wants. So yes. She's hoping that he doesn't come over and he doesn't come over and he does come over and she wasn't feeling good anyway. And he, you know, wanted to be helpful and because it's family and at no point is she really holding a boundary in this. Yeah. And so, um, she eventually, he was communicating and she's saying, Oh, I'm sick. And Oh, well maybe, you know, can I bring you something? And she's very uncomfortable with all of this. And she was able to say, no, no, I don't need anything. Just 
you know, I appreciate it. You know, it means so much that you would be willing to help. And I'm listening to this thinking, okay, it's going to be really hard yes. for you to do both. Yes. Where I'm going to take care of me and hold good boundaries, but also maintain this. I'm just such a nice person. And I don't want anybody ever to mm -hmm. think that I'm not. And this is complicated because if I'm not nice, it's not just affecting like some stranger on the street corner. Like yes. we're talking about. This is like... It's going to have a ripple effect in family gatherings and different things because it's family. So kind of sort of holding a boundary. And, you know, luckily uh, he didn't push that too hard. Certainly I think he could have. But yeah. we were able to talk about this and say, well, what should have happened? What should have been different? And it really should have been an early on instead of avoiding texts yeah. or calls mm -hmm. saying, hey, you know, I, I appreciate that you're willing to help. We'll go along with this idea a little bit that that's all this is, is you're just trying to be so helpful. Uh, yes, um, I appreciate one option. It. <laughs> one option, right? <laughs> However, and this is the language that we've talked about already. Right. However, communicate the limit. Um, you may not come over without someone else. I prefer that other families with you or with us. Um, today does not work. You just may not come over today. Mm -hmm. I'm not feeling well. Oh, well, let me let me bring something to you then. No, I don't want you to bring anything to me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't feel that that's appropriate, and this is the way it's going to be. And if he continues to push, then what? Stronger, stronger boundaries. If you choose to come over after I've asked you not to, then mm -hmm. I'm choosing to call someone, maybe call other family, or worst case scenario, right? We go back to this trespassing idea, call the police. Mm -hmm. Um which sounds harsh, but see, if you're thinking this, oh, that's just so mean, that's it's so, so harsh, mean, yes. you might be a pleaser and boundaries are going to be hard for you. Yes. It is perfectly acceptable to expect that someone will listen to you and treat you appropriately. It is. And to say, no, that's okay. I'm not doing that. We're not, we're not doing that. And it's so interesting, right? Because you don't want to be mean to them. That's the sense. And so you'll be mean to you. Yes. We don't want you to minimize your own needs and your own importance and your own worth in favor of someone else. Yes. Nobody is more important than anybody else. That's the bottom line. And so she couldn't see that until we really were working on that and talking yeah. about that. And then it became apparent, but I'm not really loving me. Like somehow yes. what somebody else wants or what somebody else thinks is more important more than important. just me taking care of me. So... Mm -hmm. So that's a good example of I don't want to be mean. And so I'm trying to hold this boundary, but I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings in the process. Well, yeah, some people might have their feelings hurt or offended. Mm -hmm. um, and you're not responsible for their emotions. And so you do the best you can to take care of you. Okay. So let's talk about some other examples. I've got a lot of clients going through divorce or have been divorced. It's Obviously, there's a lot of, of people that have been in that situation, and that always requires a lot of boundaries. It does. There's a lot going on with that. And even in relationships that typically seem to be pretty decent, you can kind of communicate with each other pretty well, and you're able to share things. Still, it can be a really challenging spot to navigate. And it's not unusual to see, and in the past I've seen this, both with 
um, you know, clients who have been female who have a, a male spouse, but also clients who are male that have a female spouse that is trying to walk on their boundaries. So they have right. a divorce decree. It's sitting there. They know what the rules are and someone wants to do something, uh, for example, move, uh, move out of state and, and have the kids. And typically the client of mine is the one who is the people pleaser or doesn't want to be mean back in order to get, because that's all they know, right? If oftentimes people pleasers, it's like, do whatever, do whatever, do whatever. And then explosion, right? To the other side, because they don't know how to set a boundary in the middle. And so the anger and frustration will build and either they won't do anything and just let someone walk on them, or then they will just absolutely explode and get mean back in order to say, this is not okay with me, right? (laughs) And so if you have these situations, you can find yourself maybe at one or the other of those spaces. And oftentimes exes will use, you know, oh, well, I have to do this for work or I I have to move out of state quick because this emergency is happening or, you know, this is going on. And so they'll try to force the issue. Uh, And recently I, you know, recently I saw that uh, with some clients and it was like, oh, I've got to do this. It's an emergency. And so here's all the paperwork. Just go ahead and sign da, 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 da real quick and we'll just get it over with. And, and it's got a lot of stuff in there that isn't, is not respectful to, to the person who, you know, they want them to sign this, like this is just going to take advantage of the situation. It really changed the divorce decree a lot. And the struggle was like, I don't want to be mean about it. He didn't want to be mean about it. Mm -hmm. And so it's just easier. I don't want to like, you know, match that. And then I'm out of line and whatever. And it's like, yes, you would be out of line if you got really mean and angry or whatever. Okay. So, but is it appropriate for you to be respected in this situation? Absolutely. So if there are things in there that you don't agree with, you have a lot of options. You can sign it and live with the consequences. You can get mean about it. You can also offer your own. Well, I'm not okay with this, but here's what I am okay with. And if there's a time crunch or something, you're more than welcome to sign this. No problem. Sign my version of it. And then you can, you know, be done with it and move on and do the things. Or if you don't agree with that, we can talk about this and have uh, mediation about it. We go through. If you bring, if you choose to bring a lawyer who's going to represent your best interests, I'm going to choose to bring a lawyer to represent my best interests. That's that's perfectly fine, right? You you're giving them a ton of options. You're not like now you have to you know do whatever, which is what they're doing to you. But you can say, hey, there's options. If there's a time crunch and you really don't have time to sit down and mediate or or have a discussion about this, no worries. Here's what works for me, right? Here's my paperwork. This is what works for me. You can sign that. I'm not comfortable signing this. You're welcome to sign this. Or if you can make more time in your life for this, then let's sit down and have a discussion about it or go to mediation or whatever. Right. So it's, it's perfectly acceptable for you to set boundaries and expect some respect yourself for the situation and allow them choices. If it really is that much of a time crunch that they really can't function and really can't, you know, do anything else, then great. They can sign what your expectation is or you guys can work together on something 
whatever that has to look like, whether it's a conversation or a mediation or whatever. So you don't just have to kind of give in because you don't want to be mean. You can work something out where you also can remember boundaries are the space at which I can respect and love myself and you simultaneously. Right. And that can look like so many different things. There's lots of options there. Yes. So more on boundaries and I'm sure there'll be more to come later. We hope you've enjoyed uh, listening to this and hopefully it's helpful to you wherever you are in the process of setting boundaries. And really try to think about situations in your life where these situations or scenarios are happening yes. and creating uh, stress and chaos and how might you hold better boundaries and see what happens. And reduce that stress and chaos, right? Live on the front end instead of that back end. Yep. So we're trying to give you examples that are all over the board and a lot of different situations so that that helps as you're thinking about things and where to implement boundaries more in your life. Yes. Okay. Thanks for listening. Yeah. See you next time. Thank you for listening to two therapists talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at two talking.com or email podcast at two talking.com. If you like what you're hearing, Please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.